The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. Let me tell you about who deserves a shot at the United States Heavyweight. Let's hear it. I'm the champion. I ought to know. You know, I've, I've been sizing up guys since I came to the WCW. And I think the one guy that stands out the most, the guy that I think has earned a title shot, L. Dandy, I think you're a heck of a wrestler. You're a great technician in the ring, and you're a jam-up guy. Whoa. I don't see any Whoa. reason. Wait a minute. L. Dandy has been wrestling in, in, in the cruiserweight division here. Please. He's a great wrestler. He's a great wrestler, but thank goodness sakes, it's 50 pounds. Who are you to, to, to doubt L. Dandy? Because this guy's a serious professional. Well, let's talk about some serious How about, how about hypnosis? Let's get thrown Psychosis? Psychosis? Whatever, whatever. He's a great wrestler, you know. Hello and welcome to the WrestleCast. This is episode 315. I'm here with my co-host, Mr. Mo to the underscore Reese. What's going on, Mo? Oh, what's up, listeners? Um, I guess you could say you could, um say that I'm in the same company as um. Chad Gable. I have to match this degree. Four point all of this stuff. Uh, I won't be telling you just shit out of that stuff. Yeah, you got that four point Yeah. Yeah, man. No, nothing wrong with that. It ain't. That's that's how hard work you be putting in. Listen, a lot of hard work, bro. Got that Professor X type telepathy. (laughs) So we're here on this edition of the WrestleCast with Mo here on the CSPN. You can find us on the web at CSPN.us. You can also find us on any podcast platform. I have to do a search for the WrestleCast, dash the CSPN, subscribe to the logo with the new day, holding the WrestleCast sign, and this fine podcast will show up in your podcast queues each and every week, along with the NXT cast, SmackDown Matters, and sometimes our special Patreon uh, shows as well. So we open Monday Night Raw with Ms. TV, with special guest Paul Heyman. Miz talks about the Money in the Bank ladder match and puts over how important the briefcase can be, including his own two wins. Heyman says that the percentages don't matter because whoever wins is going to lose to Roman Reigns. We hear about Reigns versus Riddle, which is going to take place this Friday. So here's Riddle to discuss various testicles. Riddle is ready to win the title on Friday, but Heyman doesn't think Riddle is even going to win his match tonight. As for Friday, though, he can win, or if he loses, he'll he'll never be able to have another title shot as long as Roman is the champion. Heyman then brings out the Usos, but then here are the Street Profits to even the odds. Did you enjoy the uh, verbal jousting between Paul and Riddle? Yeah, it was cool. (laughs) Um, we're coming off of um, Hell in a Cell where we've lost 
the biggest star on presently active in the company in Cody Rhodes. So how right. do you feel uh, Riddle being your new kind of showcase babyface here leading off the show? Yeah, I saw what was going to happen, but nothing I can really say cool about it. I can just watch the product and keep it moving. Do you have a do you have a um, emotional attachment to Riddle? Are you disconnected to him? Um, I do I mean, he might say some stupid stuff and I was like, but that, but other than that, he's just there. I'm just like, I really don't care. In your estimation, who would be best suited for this number one role since Cody is not available? If you were booking, who would you have put there? Um, got Fed, got AJ. Um, Lashley. Well, I was a little bit new star. Mm-hmm. Well... We get Jimmy Uso versus Montez Ford after that opening segment. Ford hits a super hurricane runner to send Jimmy off the top rope, but the frog splash hits knees, allowing Jimmy to just pin Montez Ford, and Jimmy Uso gets the win clean in the middle. So a lot of people say this is a match. A lot of people say Montez Ford is ready to go. I think Jimmy Uso is going to Mm-hmm. Um, He's been a lot of praying to this match, so he, yeah, you can tell he's he's been uh he's been bulking up, eating his steak and potatoes and working out. Uh, he's a lot thicker than he was, uh, especially in the in the in the chest area and arms, um, than he was just six months ago. Um, so that definitely makes me think they're getting ready to try to maybe get that singles push out of him long term. As you know, I think Montez Ford's ceiling is, you know, limitless. Uh, he just needs a little bit more experience and the opportunity to go for it. So it looks like they may be giving him the opportunity to go for it. Um, and hopefully the experience level that he has can, can get him there. Uh, we recap Seth Rollins showing respect to Cody Rhodes last week and then attacking him with the sledgehammer. Uh, we get a sit-down interview with Seth Rollins was asked if he feels any remorse over what he did. Of course not, because Rollins sees Cody as a virus. Sometimes you have to take matters into your own hands, like Rollins, and he has a sledgehammer in his hand. So as for tonight, he wants to qualify for money in the bank and suggests using the sledgehammer on AJ Styles. AJ Styles shows up out of nowhere to forearm Rollins, saying that that was for Cody. Do you, uh, did you, did you like that? Um, I mean, oh boy. I mean, it was, it, it, it you know, carried the program along. This, this episode was just, 
not moving the needle at all. So <laughs> they definitely just need to find some way to build up new talent. Um, plus, this is one of those nights where Vince had competition, so he wasn't trying to. Oh, he you already had. said you already said he wasn't trying to do nothing. Exactly. So he was like, "Oh, game five of the finals. You just want those stuff at the ball, hope it sticks." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So um, we look back at Dana Brooke beating Becky Lynch last week. So we're gonna have a twenty-four-seven title matchup: Becky Lynch versus Dana Brooke. Dana Brooke is defending the title, but she gets jumped before the bell. Becky beats her down and says this isn't about the 24-7 title because she is tired of the disrespect. She thinks she should just win that money in the bank briefcase, but for now, she'll just go after Dana Brooke again. Asuka comes out for the brawl. Uh, she clears Becky from ringside, and it's officially no match between Dana Brooke and Becky Lynch. Um... I still think that it, the worst thing that ever could have happened to Becky Lynch is if she would have won that title. Right. So, playing it like this definitely doesn't hurt her at all. Uh, you know, I guess Dana Brooke can just get pinned time after time after time again because, you know, she's only here for the 24-7 stuff. So, I don't know. It's weird. Right. Money in the Bank qualifying matchup. Alexa Bliss and Liv Morgan are taking on Nikki Ash and Dewdrop. So we have a tag team match, and the winners of the tag team match will be inserted into the Money in the Bank ladder match. Everything breaks down with the side slam reverse DDT combination on Alexa Bliss from Nikki Ash and Dewdrop that look pretty good. Uh, the fight goes to the floor, but Alexa Bliss hits a DDT on Nikki Ash to get the win. I do it. <laughs> uh, I thought Liv looked really good in this. Um, think that they probably won't do it, but her winning the money in the bank would go over huge. Yeah, they definitely would not. Um... Hmm. They definitely would not. Um... Her, um, with money in the bank. You don't think so? Nah. You don't think so for real? No. Mm. I mean, it'd be dope if they, if they would pull the trigger, but they ain't gonna Yeah, I, I, mm. I would love to see them do it. I, I just, I just think that, you know, she's worked so hard in the last two years to, you know, improve and ring greatly. Um, yes. You know, I just, I, I, I just really see it for her and would love, love for her to, um, to just get a chance and, 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 you know, prove to people that she can do it. You know, that's, that's really what it comes down to for me is that she can prove to people that she can do it. Yep. But um, next up, we recap the Judgment Day shakeup from last week with Finn Balor taking over for Edge. 
Kevin Owens versus Ezekiel is our next matchup. Ezekiel hits a running splash in the corner, followed by a jumping knee that knocks Owens to the floor. Uh, Owens gets in a shot of his own, but stops to yell at commentary. And when he does that, Ezekiel wins by countout. <laughs> it started out really fast though and oh we have to we have to talk about this okay Kevin Owens sir do you realize that this is just a random Monday night in June there is no need no need for you to be bumping around for a lot for Ezekiel like you were on a random ass Monday. Did you yes. see did you see the bump he took on the stairs? Yes. What are you doing, sir? You're giving the people what they want. Um as um the fa- um they're gonna need a bacchiotomy. Like a boy from Half Baked, <laughs> yeah, because because that was ridiculous. Then when he need him, he hit him with that like running knee and and knocked him to the floor. The bump he took out of the ring onto the floor. Oh my! Like, what are you, Kevin Owens, sir? I'm gonna need you to uh, to understand, like what we got going on here is not quite that serious. Uh, after the match, Ezekiel says that he wants to be in the Money in the Bank match, but before that, there's next week where his brother Elias will be performing a concert. Yeah, there was a buzz on Twitter saying that um, and Damian Sandow trending, saying that he might come back. <laughs> but, um, Elias. Oh, Damian Sandow. Man, that was kind of like right when I started really watching uh, wrestling heavy again. Uh, was when uh, Sandow came out, came back on the scene, dude, and him and yeah. Miz. Oh my gosh, that, that was over. Yeah, man, they they used to kill me, man. Gosh, those two dudes were hilarious. Whoa, Sandow was hilarious. I heard he retired, though. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. He did retire. Um, MVP versus Cedric Alexander. Man, we got a singles MVP match in 2022, y'all. This is a... Uh, this is amazing. An almost distraction lets MVP hit a clothesline, and the ball in gets the two count. The playmaker, though, gives MVP the win. So MVP out here playing the hits like it's 2006 all over again, and uh, you got the win over Cedric Alexander.
Your thoughts, sir? Um, can Cedric Alexander go ahead and, and move on to greener pastures now? Yeah, you something else. Have they have they successfully beat him enough where we don't care about him anymore? Yes. Okay. <laughs> uh, AJ Styles is ready to beat Seth Rollins in the Money in the Bank qualifying matchup. Rollins de- dedicates this match to Cody Rhodes. So we have our Money in the Bank qualifying matchup: Seth Rollins versus AJ Styles. Rollins hits a discus forearm only to have his buckle bomb counter into a suplex into the corner. Rollins hits the buckle bomb, but the frog splash only lands on the mat as AJ moves out of the way. The Styles Clash is loaded up, but Rollins reverses it into a sunset flip for the pin. And the win, Seth Rollins qualifies for the Money in the Bank ladder match. They were doing pretty good. That's what happens. It'd be pretty good, and it snatched all the way from you. <laughs> Snatch it all the way. Like, Riddle versus Ciampa. Riddle hits the Orton Scoop Power Slam. The hanging DDT gets a two count, but Ciampa grabs an ankle lock. The running knee to the face gives Ciampa another. Gives Ciampa a two count. But Real then hits his own knee, and then he does a floating bro, which looks like it landed on Ciampa's knee, and then he followed that up with the RKO, and Riddle got the win. Um, are they just going to spit in Triple H's face every week when they treat Ciampa like this? Yes. All he does is wrestle on main event and he doesn't get any entrance on him. So basically it's like, you know, you're a great hand, so we just usually get other people over. And I'm like, what is the fucking purpose? I think yesterday, I think he was a multi-time champion in NXT and they basically lower card, mid card status on the main roster. Mm-hmm. Basically, he's in the Jabba role, folks. Jabroni. Jabron. Pin right. me, pay me. Job Squad. Which I used to want one of those t-shirts so bad. The Al Snow Job Squad. Pin me, pay me. Uh, Bianca Belair is sick of Rhea, Ripley, of Rhea Ripley and promises to shut her up at Money in the Bank. Actually, it was a little bit more like, hey, you know what? We were a part of this new generation of girls coming in. We were doing it together. We were revolutionary, you know, changing things, you know, main eventing. And uh, we had this mutual, I had this mutual respect from her for from afar. But ever since she's done joined with Judgment Day, she's soulless. That's what the promo really was. Um, Judgment Day, they pop up on the screen. They recap getting rid of Edge, and they seem rather happy with it. Then Rhea promises to take the women's title from Bianca. So it's a bullshit in the show, but... Austin Theory 
He says he's ready to beat Bobby Lashley tonight in their pose down. So, did we? Oh, um, did, did we go back to SummerSlam back to '89? I guess Vince must have gotten the stuff. I mentioned um, Ezekiel Jackson doing it, and he um, retweeted this person and said that theory was Jack. <laughs> um, Corey Graves was like, Theory must have been taking a Zyko Pro. That was a good one. Um, so John Cena is coming back in two weeks. Miss Didi Jonet, you have been warned. Uh, Chad Gable versus Mustafa Ali. Gable misses the moonsault, allowing Ali to hit a running clothesline. The tornado DDT connects, but Otis offers a distraction, allowing Gable to hit the chaos theory for the win. <laughs> this was a good match. They were moving pretty fast in this joint. Trying, were. trying to keep everybody engaged. And uh yeah, just like I said last week, Mustafa Ali, mm-hmm. Get used to these L's, dog. It's gonna be a long six months. Yep. Uh we look back at Vera Mahan taking out Dominic Mysterio. So now that leads us to Vera Mahan versus Ray Mysterio. A missed shoulder block sends Vera into the post and out to the floor. Vera beats up Dominic just for the hell of it. Back in, Veer spins Ray into a face plant, setting up the cervical clutch. Ray taps out, and Veer Mahan is your winner. Who else is going to win? It, well, I mean, we've seen Ray Mysterio conquer Giants. Hey, Ray Kali. Mm-hmm. But it just does no favors for Ray Mysterio, man. Ray Mysterio is a freaking legend. He should be revered in the highest of regards whenever he is out here on TV because he's earned that position. But here, and David, like, like if he was at any other, if Ray Mysterio was in any other promotion, he would be treated so well. They would be so protected. He, you know, what I'm saying he wouldn't get pinned just to get pinned like he does here in WWE. Nope. You know what I'm saying? He'd be... He put somebody else over. Yeah, he'd be treated with so much damn respect and deference that, you know what I'm saying, it would be worthy of the career that he's had. But here in WWE as just fodder for Veer Mahan or just here to help your son you know, get get his feet firmly entrenched in WWE is diminishing his career right now, man. The last few years he got. You know, because his knees ain't getting no better, and he is like 47, I think, so. Right. You know, we're not going to have Ray Mysterio for too much longer at a high level, so if we could get him um, you know, it'd be nice to get him in the main events and on some legendary type shit instead of down here in the mid card or sub mid card. Now it's time for that main event that Mo to the underscore Reese couldn't wait to see. 
is posed down between Bobby Lashley and Austin Theory. Uh, they both get to do the same three poses, with Austin Theory looking decent, but of course he's outmatched versus Bobby Lashley. So Bobby Lashley wins, uh, um, you know, and doing all that with Theory. I don't know why they want to do this with him and Bobby Lashley, because what are we doing with him? Why is he... What is this supposed to do? Then Theory sprays baby oil in the eyes of Bobby Lashley. Super uh, drop kicks him and takes a selfie, and that ended Monday Night Raw. What the hell was that? This is a waste of time. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was right here at the like last five minutes of the fourth quarter when this started. Exactly. Huh? Exactly, exactly like turd, <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Now see, I was thinking about this because this made me think about something. I was like, Austin Theory is the United States champion. In another form of wrestling, that used to mean, oh, he's on a two-year progression to becoming the heavyweight champion. Or like when people used to win the Intercontinental title. You know what I'm saying? Um, it, it, there's only a handful of people who held the Intercontinental title significant amount of time and didn't win the, the, big one. the, yeah, the WWF championship back in the day, right? I, I, I'm thinking like Honky Tonk Man, Owen Hart, Mr. Perfect, which is like unexplainable how Mr. Perfect never was a WWF champion. But, you know, everybody else who held that title for a significant amount of time eventually made their way up to becoming the WWF champion. And people kind of understood that, right? Like, oh, okay, Shawn Michaels became the Intercontinental Champion. Oh, he's got to run with it, ladder matches and all this type of stuff. Okay. That means that he might be, you know, getting ready to take off and get into the main event scene. But now we don't have that. Now it's just like, oh, well, just uh, we need somebody to be interested. Just put the belt on Ricochet. Okay, uh, we need to jazz up Austin Theory a little bit. So uh, just put the United States title on him. But it's not put on them to then progress him or progress these people. They have a few nondescript title defenses and then in the highest profile match defense that they usually have, they usually lose. And now the belt's on somebody else. There's no... That person that had the title is still in the same spot he was and he's not moving on to the main event scene. So I'm so I'm thinking, are they trying to now go back and take that approach with Austin Theory and say, okay, look, we'll give you the United States title, we'll let you have a decent, lengthy run with that, and by the time that you're done, you know, honing your skills as a United States champion, you're ready for this main event scene and possibly the biggest prize in the game. Right. 
Um, you know, it looks like that, that they're going to set up, I guess, Theory and Cena for SummerSlam, I guess. Yep. That seems to be, I, I don't know if I was stepping over you on the Mo Meltzer news segment with that, but um, can you see John Cena doing the job to Austin Theory? I know he probably will because it's the right thing to do for business. But seriously, okay, they've been going back and forth on social media, so he may see something in him that's like, you know, he's like, hey, I'll do it for him. I'll give him the love. Right. But man. Hmm. Hmm. And then, you know, we already know about his questionable behavior, you know, in the past. And things like that, so it's you know it's gonna be a hard sell with some people to put all the theory out front of the company in a couple of years if that's kind of the way that they, you know, maybe leaning to go. Um, but I feel like somebody like if he got a chance to come up and they really use him right, I feel like somebody like Braun Breaker would surpass him in the minds of the fans and who they wanted to see as a champion on that level. You know, just projecting WWE out three to four years from now. <sighs> like, if I could wave a magic wand and say in the next three years, we'll stretch it to four, make it even. I'm about to inject this main these main rosters with like new life and, and book people in a proper way. You got Carmelo Hayes, you got Santos Escobar, you got Braun Breaker, you got Cameron Grimes. Um and possibly I'm gonna throw Tony D'Angelo in there just because of his character. His it work is strong enough that he could probably make it work on the main roster. But that's five people right there that you can infuse into this roster any way you like over the next two to three years and and three or four three of those people I think would be bigger stars on the main roster than Austin Theory is or would become so I'm going to turn it over to Mo to the underscore Reese before we lose him uh, because, you know, Monday Night Raw, he uh, he did look what Roman does. He hit that remote button. And, uh, more than like watching stuff for them. <laughs> more, more like watching Andrew well, Wiggins. Andrew Wiggins, boy. <laughs> yeah, man. When he, when he came through the lane and caught back and uh, yammed on, on Derek White, I was like, yep, this is a wrap. This is a wrap. But now it's time for the Mo to the underscore Reese Mo Meltzer news segment. Alright. Um, so the main thing today that uh, party put a DUI charge on, I believe, Sunday. Mm-hmm. And you know, National Twitter has been in a blaze. And then 
Tony Khan dropped the announcement saying, you know, he's going to be split up without pay, and that um, he um, has to have, he's completed the program and proved that he's sober. Yeah, that's pretty, uh, you know, that's, 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 that's probably what it's going to take at this point in Jeff Hardy's career. Um, this is repeated behavior, uh, multiple, multiple, multiple offenses, same thing. Um, the, did you hear the uh, description of the police report? Yes. And the amount of people is like four people, five people called about him, about his driving on the highway, first and foremost, about how he wasn't holding his lane and, you know, just erratically driving. Then the officer said when he got up behind him, he's driving way slower than the speed limit and not holding his lane. Like, man, Jeff Hardy, man, you out here toe down. It's like, man, you just, you know, you think that, especially if he was with the boys or, you know, I don't know, you know, you never know if he's, you know, doing this by himself or whatever. But you figure that at some point in time with his track record, you know, somebody would just volunteer to be like, Jeff, let me drive you around, man. You know what I'm saying? You can do whatever you want to do, you know, and not have to get in trouble. You know, or or maybe he have the awareness to be like, hey, man, I I think I'm going to really go hard tonight. I need somebody to take me. You know what I'm saying? Say WWE offered them help. They may seem like they were overreacting. And I'm like, now look at look at look at y'all. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. But hopefully he decides to go forward with the program. And, oh, yeah, he's going through it. Okay, good. And, um, you know, maybe this this time to reflection reflect on, you know, what – because, dude, it could have been, like, sunny. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, maybe if he doesn't straighten up and get his stuff together, it's going to end up like sunny where he ends up killing somebody. Right, you know, and you know, then it then it's not just hey Jeff is gonna go out here and voluntarily get himself together. Then it's gonna be oh man Jeff Hardy has messed up man he got put in jail for life for out here drinking and driving. He's gonna be like Henry Ruggs, you know, and and don't want that to to be his fate. So hopefully he will heed this you know latest experience and 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 make the proper changes because you know then they're talking about you know they're being reckless with him putting him in this booking them for a, a ladder match after he just basically knocked himself out and was out on his feet for you know that young bucks match at at double or nothing it's just like, man, they're just not being smart with them. Oh. 
segment. Oh, um, WWE's not resigning Paige. They will let her contract expire. Paige's been on the payroll this long? Damn. She's been on the JTG. Right. I want to talk about these these Roger Rousey comments. Um, (laughs) Hey, man. Ron said, hey, man. It's all good back there in her own special way. On the same with hand jobs and cupcakes. Cupcakes and hand jobs, baby. Cupcakes and hand jobs. Hey, that sounds like a good day to me, man. I don't, you know, I don't know what planet you're on. That that don't sound like a good, a good afternoon. Especially if the cupcakes are red velvet. Paul Heyman explained to her what that meant and everything. <laughs> he literally had to break it down for her. He used like a pit bull analogy. <laughs> okay, let me hear it. No, it was basically like he said, um, I was reading it and reading it, I was like laughing at it, but at the same time, I was like, oh, I see the Oh, here you go, I found it. Um, It's just an odd choice of words. <laughs> so she said Heyman was telling me, um, so she said I was talking to Heyman once because whenever drama go down in the locker room, I wouldn't be in there. It's like the second I stepped out, something would happen because, you know, if one of the girls was being unfair, I would step in and be like, what the fuck's going on? I um, heard things about when I was stepped out and she said, wondering why um, this wasn't happening when she was around. So Heyman said, you know, if you know if there was a, like a pit bull in the world and you don't know about this dog, you know, don't know this dog, and it seems like it could probably kill you, you're not going to do anything crazy about the pit bull is in the world. You're going to wait until the pit bull it leaves the world and then you be crazy. Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, that's that's a very it's very sound advice. Yep, very sound advice. Well, we clearly understand why they, uh, you know, write for Rhonda and give her, you know, material to recite for her promos because she definitely cannot go out there and wing it herself. It's right. <laughs> uh, that's crazy. Um. So, um, to it, uh, I don't know if any of y'all know this, but the weeks, I think the next two weeks, maybe three, I'm not too sure, I think it was two, but they recorded um, NXT. Mm. So you want to see somebody on the roster who was let go over the weekend. Um... Troy Donovan, two dimes. One of um, one of um, Tony D'Angelo's boys. Yeah, yeah. One of the one of the uh, one of the, the the goombas. One of the thuggery enforcer dudes. One of his muscle. Yeah. 
Now, did they say what he did, or they just was like policy violation? From what from what Black Howland um, said it to us, he said he mentioned something about Pete. Mm. Mm. Okay. Well, you know, we all know Vince is a body guy. Yeah. I like um, Baby on Archer's new character. Oh, yeah, the, the Giovanni guy? Yeah, I think that's probably good that they separated him from um, Walter and um, Baby and Eichner. No, Baby I mean, Eichner. I mean, Marcel. Marcel Bartel. Yeah. I mean, they do that thing on SmackDown and right. he can showcase. He had a great match with Santo Escobar. Or NXT, so he can show that he's going to go. So mm-hmm. I like to say, yeah, he something going to go. Um, should have been, uh, I wonder how, um, filled up, um, Samantha Urban's DMs were after, uh, Ricochet got sent to the upper room by Walter. Well, I told y'all he was that tiny. I told y'all, I said that when that, when that match got announced, I said, oh, he loses that title. And um, Alan Ren said it might be good, a good way to get that back on the, um, the premium live event. So that, it might, he might be right. Yep. So they said that they unified, they had Roman unified the titles because they wanted to be, be on both SmackDown and Raw, but going <laughs> forward, that won't be happening. <laughs> he was like, food job. <laughs> and, uh, what's the line? You, you thought it was this way. You thought it was one way, but it's this way. Yeah. No, you said you, said you thought it was going to be one way. Yeah. The other way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's Roman right there. <laughs> Yeah, he was like, he was like, yeah, you do the titles, but they ain't gonna work for me doing both shows. So, do you think that they they go ahead and put it on Drew just because they could have the accessibility to him? They could, and be able to have more dates on him. Yeah, because Roman ain't showing. Roman, like, look, man, if I go somewhere Friday, I'm not gonna show up on be somewhere Monday. I'm sorry. Now, I might show up two more Fridays from the Friday where I showed up previously, but it, it, that, that Monday, nah. It's like, you gonna, you better start me on the Monday. Because, you know, Monday, have the rest of the week, and then show up somewhere Friday, and I'm done. I can imagine Roman Reigns sitting in there telling them what he won't gonna do. I wish I could have been in there for that. Right. You know how everybody... You know, when a supervisor walks away, they always talk about what they're not going to do. But can you imagine walking into your boss's office and be like, hey, Roman, pal, 
we got this great idea. We're going to put the belts on you. You're going to be on both shows. You're going to pop ratings on two shows. And then he just stop him. Uh, Vince, yeah, this is what I'm, this is what we not going to do. <laughs> not going to have me out here in these COVID infested arenas. Zip, 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 zipping back and forth across the country. No. Mm -mm. Those days are done. You finna, you paying me like Brock, I'm finna start working like Brock. And when I mean working like Brock, not that much. Yeah. <laughs> it looks like uh, Mike Tyson's gonna join the list of celebrities to roast um, Rick Flair. Okay. <laughs> okay. That's kind of odd, but all right. That actually might be worth the uh, whatever Conrad is charging, $100 or whatever. And you got to put some seats. Man, Conrad Thompson benefits from being a rich-ass wrestling fan because he can do shit that all of us would like to do, but he just got the money to make it happen. And the contacts, of course. You know they started podcasts with like uh, Mick Foley and um, William Regal now too. Did you uh, see? Did you hear that Arn Anderson got the trademark for Four Horsemen now? Yeah, that's pretty cool. So they can start like producing merch and stuff because you know Jim Crockett Promotions and NWA they never really did WCW. They never really had no like real horseman like merchandise. I mean, they probably had like maybe one shirt that I can remember back in the day, but it wasn't like it was widely available. So that's be pretty cool. See what he comes up with. Um, like we were getting a lot of getting ripped by the company for our job performance. Mm. Um, mm. They did they cite anything else besides just her job performance, like any specifics? Nah. Not like she's showing up late, she being unprofessional, nothing like that. I mean, she said she wanted to do her job. Punching people in the eye for real and shit. Yeah. Oh, well, here's some good news. Biggie threw his um, neck brace in the trash. Oh, word? Yeah. Okay. He, um, like the, the WWE on Fox account and posted the video as well, but for what, like, see the trash can, all of a sudden you see the neck brace being tossed in there. Hmm. So he's off the neck brace. Well, that's what's up. That's good. Hopefully everything is progressing and healing along. Um, I know he tweeted out a couple of months ago, maybe a month ago, about how his C1 wasn't uh, healing as as they was hoping it would be and that it, it might you know, cause him to maybe have to retire. So hopefully that is not the case. Um, 
so um, so for, for the forbidden forbidden door um, um Andrade, the Lucha Bros. Um, they won't be able to compete. Um, because um, New Japan works with um, CM, CMLL or CMLL. Yeah. And since they were Triple A, that's not going to work for them. So they got pulled from the. Um, We got pulled for the card. Mm. Card is definitely something to change. Hmm. Is that all you got? Um. Are you digging in the crates for a little bit more? Um. Or start um, Bordeaux will be um, start her career in MLW. Okay, okay. Does that mean Karrion Cross is is there too for the time being? Possible. I'm pretty sure it's a package deal. You know that man understands the power of his wife's um, yes. star power. So. Me too. Yeah, he ain't trying to go that far. He ain't trying to have her out there without him closely by sucking up all the radiance. And a phone over too. <laughs> I I hope in ten years from now, fifteen years from now, whatever, wherever wrestling is and however wrestling fans evolve. <laughs> That that still stands out as one of the most eviscerating moments. Uh, a, a moment in time where you just see somebody's whole wrestling career get balled up and thrown into the trash can. Is is that promo? I just hope that it it, it keeps its reverence right. over the next generation of wrestling fans. You know, because things move so fast and. Bing Bing Pow and you know there's so much wrestling so much content and you know so much talking and things are so throwaway literally um, that I just hope that people still have this fondness that we do for that promo and 15 years later right. um, well okay two more things well I'll get into the second part a little bit uh, Tony Storm talking about um how um, she talked about how you know her WWE career has been for the lack thereof, mm. you know, walk little eggshells and everything. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I can see that because you know. A lot of these people's dream is to be in WWE. A lot of these people have never worked 
in a company as big as WWE or with as much production and, 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 and pre-production and everything like that that goes into being in WWE. And they've never had to try to probably speak and pitch an idea about themselves to someone like Vince McMahon before. So they're probably ill-equipped to go in there and try to stand up and, and fight for themselves. You get what I'm saying? So they don't end up feeling like that. Because they're probably in awe or be intimidated by Vince. And then if they can get past that, they don't understand Vince well enough to be able to get him to buy into what they need him to. So he can, you know, just give him a little crack and hopefully they can bust through it. Hey, Sasha, they only went there and said they wasn't going to do NBC or TV sets. Yeah. Um, Extreme Rules is coming to Philly. Oh, shit. Yeah, that's one of those places that's probably permanently be every year. Just because it fits the the city, the history of the city, you know. Like, you know, if I was gonna do it, if I was Triple H or not Triple H anymore, but Vince, especially because you need you want these kids to kind of maybe branch out to different markets. This is Great American Bash. Why can't they do it in Baltimore, like old times sake, you know? I mean, I know you wouldn't get front row aisle seats to go see NXT 2.0 Great American Bash, but you'd be in the building if it was in Baltimore. Oh, of course. I'm, I'm going to find you in front row seat. Just on TV. That's about to say, you just want to be seen. Hey. And we like when they see you, too, because you'd be representing for the brand. Um, Speaking of which, what did you think about... Um, Jay White's promo after the um, <laughs> Well, uh, what do the kids say? Facts? Facts on top of facts? <laughs> I mean, he basically laid it out and, and kind of, you know, it was like, hey, y'all boys, you know, came over here and banded together and, and it was cute. But guess what? In the end, we, I, me personally, ran y'all up out of here so y'all could go play with each other. And now guess what? I'm about to go come wreck y'all's on about to wreck y'all sandbox too. After I already ran y'all out of mine, because I'm the new, new you know, IWGB champion. Yeah, he just basically laid he he put the chopper on everybody. <laughs> he I mean he let that chopper spring the same flower brain, all that. Yeah, man. He he yeah, it, it there wasn't too many people who, who, who came through that was unscathed on that one. If you was like a top AEW talent or somebody who'd been in New Japan and been a part of AEW, he, he, he blistered Adam Page. Poor Adam Page. He said the, the, the old, he said the old will never change. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's definitely a, a money promo. Hopefully, uh, maybe they can edit it and present it on Dynamite this week. So uh, more people can get a chance to hear it. 
Um, WWE announced um, NXT NIL recruits. Not going to go through them, but it's a bunch of like college athletes, things like that. Um, Chris Hemsworth, who plays in the Thor movies, provided an update about the Terry Bollea biopic. He says that a lot has to happen to Will Smith before we get rolling because um I don't know if I have an interest in watching a Hogan biopic I mean it's going to be hard to tell what's the truth and what's the lies right as you know Hogan does nothing we saw the the evil we got the good today Mm mm-hmm he embellishes like a mud. Broadway um, they do from Progressive Noah. Yeah, I saw some highlights of that. It's good for Rock. Glad that he could, uh, you know, show up and. And, and and do some things for Noah and, and you know, he look good, look fit, look, you know, like the same Rod Van Dam, just a few more grays. Yeah. Uh, John Cena went over his first match with Kurt Angle. Um, he basically was just like very critical or what happened, how he would say at what point they lost the, they lost the crowd and, you know, all that came with it. Mm-hmm. He was real critical, so I guess I mean we probably can look at it and just see a lot of things different. Mm-hmm. A lot of us were just basically like, "Hey, you guys, talk about ruthless aggression." Right. Yeah. That's what everybody uh, probably remembers more than anything. Right. I know I do. Get Kurt Angle on a run for it. <laughs> yeah. That's a that's a great moment in smack early SmackDown history. Right. Uh Bret Hart was um FTR's manager at the end of it. Yeah, the other team had Arn Anderson. It was Brock Anderson and Brian Pillman with Arn mm-hmm. Anderson in their corner against FTR with Bret Hart in their corner, right? Yep. Where was that at? What what did they say the town? What city? Um, uh Great Buddha's retiring as well too. Oh word. Yeah. One time for the great movie. First person I ever seen do the hands free elbow. And then, if that wasn't mind blowing enough, first person I ever seen do a move. So, and that like elbow drop he used to do, right? Oh, um, 
They went in Webster, Massachusetts. Massachusetts. Massachusetts? Okay. Yeah. Cool. Montez Harold, what the hell are you doing, son? Sorry. <laughs> Three pounds of weed. He got a good lawyer. He could possibly get away. He possibly get off of death. It's his first time being in trouble. Damn. What are these boys doing? Out here, uh, what's the name the other day? Played for the Hornets Bridges out here with damn lean in a joint and the Instagram. Like, dude, don't be dumb. It's the off season. People waiting to talk about you for three or four days in a row. NBA playoffs about to wrap up. You know Stephen A ain't talking about no damn hockey. We're getting there. Well, Cody Weather was a successful um a successful surgery. Hmm. Shot what, what matches we got? Hold on, I'm about to hold up there. All right. Shot Benjamin versus the Karen Sazawa and T Bar versus Reggie. Mm, Akira Tazawa versus who? Be a Yim's best friend. Yeah, we can we can do that. Something Benjamin. Yeah, we could do that. Now the other one, nah. I, I'm just not interested in T bar right now. Sorry. Sorry, Dodge Covid. Um just I uh, just probably I'm still got the stench of uh, retribution on him. You know? Just like, yeah, they really could use you on the main roster, but, you know, you're not there. So he would have been a perfect fit for uh, Judgment Day, though. Like, like if Edge would have stayed, the, but I guess they already got, like, a heavy hitter, so they don't want to upstage Priest, I guess. But I might have thought about him before Damian Priest. That's all we got. That's all we got for right now. Yeah, as we know, um, cards subject to change when it comes to the news, uh, so things can change very quickly. Uh, first, we're gonna just well, I mean, they, they did change the um, card for tomorrow's um, Road Ranger. Mm-hmm. It's got um, Lucha, Lucha Express and or Lucha. Um, no, the Jungle Express. The Jurassic Express. Mm-hmm. It's the Young Bucks in the um, 
Later, man. Shh. The Tigers. Hmm. Should be fun. We'll see. Should be fun. Uh, we'll talk about SmackDown real fast. Um, Sheamus and Drew McIntyre had a qualifying match to end it in a double DQ. Uh, so they both threatened Adam Pierce to try to get a rematch versus each other. Uh, Lacey Evans beat Zia Lee in, in a semi squash match. So she qualifies for the Money in the Bank uh, ladder match. Uh, Ronda cut a boring promo and Shotzi came out, the challenger. And uh, the people were really behind Shotzi, and Ronda won. That tells you a lot. Yeah. Gunther Walter beat Ricochet to become the new Intercontinental title champion. Um, after the Shayna and Shotzi match, Natalia came out and jumped her and put in the sharpshooter. Um, oh, we had a classic SmackDown moment when Steve Austin beat up Booker T in the grocery store. Yes. Oh, great stuff. Good TV right there. Um, Matt Dupree says his newest client will will be revealed next week. And then that... They fucking great. And then that led to... Our main event we saw Riddle versus Sami Zayn. Um, if Riddle, if Sami Zayn won, he'd be a part of the bloodline. If Riddle won, he'd get the championship match against Roman next week. Uh, the Blue Thunder Bomb gets two count. Bro Derek's counter into a cradle for another two count. Sami takes too long loading up the hell of a kick, and that's the RKO for the pin. Riddle is your winner. Usos jump him, but Riddle strikes back with kendo sticks. And uh, he stands tall. Smackdown for you. Yeah, man. Another uh, another roster that's super thin. And right now, they have some very uninspiring uh, storylines going on. But usually, I have more faith in Smackdown pulling the nose up than I do Raw. Just because Paul is more integral in SmackDown, I think, than Raw, which is probably mostly Bruce and Vince. So, I I think that, you know, Heyman can assess what needs to happen, who needs to get pushed, where the interest is, and kind of nudging them in that direction, even if they don't understand that they're being nudged in that direction. All right, man. So at this point, I'm going to turn it over to you, sir, for your shout outs. Thank you. Uh, shout out to you, darling, for the week, for the episode. Uh, shout out to uh, Jane, uh, sorry, Jane, Semi, um, Anwar, and Terry Boy. Shout out to um, Jupiter Julep. Shout out to Colin um, Ray, Black Marvel, Black Colin. Just out to everybody who be down with us in the spaces. Um, also, you know, shout out to major accomplishments. Um, you know, don't take them lightly. You know, bask in your glory. 
like good stuff. So, you put a lot of hard work in which the fruits of your accomplishments. So, that was soon. Get advice from Mr. Mo to the underscore Reese. I'd like to thank Mr. Mo to the underscore Reese once again for joining me here on this edition of the WrestleCast. Uh, thank you to Miss Simi. We talked about SmackDown, sir. So this is this, this oh. counts. Like I said, we're gonna get the four hundred quickly. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, I said, we're gonna get the four hundred real quick. <laughs> So, uh, thank you to Miss Simi, thank you to Miss J to the Max, Miss Didi Jonay, um, everybody who's down with us, Miss Jupiter Julep. Thank you for coming through last week on the NXT cast. If you haven't heard that episode, please give it a listen as uh, we sit down and we talk about our differences and uh, what we see in Carmelo Hayes. And uh, I thought it was a very good conversation, hashed out a lot of things, and uh, we expanded it into you know a couple of different directions. So. Uh, I had a lot of fun recording that. Uh, thank you to everybody who joins us in the Twitter spaces. Uh, shout out also to Miss Jupiter Julep, uh, Miss Elisa, and Miss V for the uh, Watch With You pod uh, mini uh, episodes they had. Uh, I listened to both of them. Very entertaining. Uh, so give them a listen over there on that. Uh, shout out to the Spaces crew, everybody that joins us in the Spaces. We definitely appreciate y'all so much. Shout out to all the members of the GLOW. Keep supporting the way that y'all do. We greatly appreciate y'all as well. Support the Patreon page over on patreon.com forward slash CSPN Media. Check out the extra content we have over there. Also check out our AEW reviews where me and Miss Simi break down AEW Dynamite each and every week. Also, you get to hear before and after conversations of the recordings uh, that take place. Just, you know, banter uh, about various subjects outside of wrestling. Um, sometimes we do talk extra wrestling, but it just depends on the mood. So go over to the Patreon page, check out the extra content there. And just continue to support the CSPN. You can go to our page by going to CSPN.us, clicking on the tab that says keep our podcast free. Uh, Father's Day is in a few days. I don't know if you can get it to your house or to your dad in time, but hey, you know, get something off of Amazon for Father's Day, maybe his birthday, uh, Christmas or something like that, and then use that CSPN.us and go through us, and it's a win-win because you get something for yourself and you support your favorite podcast network. So for my co-host, Mr. Mo to the underscore Reese, I'm your host, Don DeLorente. And this has been episode 315 of the WrestleCast. Please stay tuned for the parting promo. For a guy that talks as much as you do, bro, you really don't say anything. Like, bro, you don't know me. And Roman Reigns definitely doesn't know me, and you guys have no idea what I'm capable of. But you will this Friday, bro. And now, the bloodline might have tried to end my career, and they might have ended Randy's career. So I really don't care what stipulation the tribal chief wants to put on our match this Friday night because he's going to have to kill me to stop me from taking that WWE Undisputed Universal Championship, bro!
Mr. Riddle. You, you have a lot of momentum going your way. All in the name of your fallen bro, Randy Orton. And that momentum will get stopped. Get in its tracks this Friday night by your tribal chief, Roman Reigns. Because I will admit, and you've heard me say this on commentary, sir, I do respect you, but Riddle, you can't beat Roman Reigns. On behalf of your tribal chief, Roman Reigns, I arrange for a stipulation with WWE management. If, 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 if you beat Roman Reigns this Friday live on SmackDown, sir, you will be the new undisputed universal WWE heavyweight champion. And when you lose to Roman Reigns, and sir, you will lose to Roman Reigns, as long as Roman Reigns is the undisputed champion, you will never get another opportunity at the undisputed title ever again. This is what we call do or die on the island of relevancy, which brings me, by the way, to the fact that I would like to introduce you to the Usos.